What's up, y'all? It's Patrick. Hey, loves. It's Patricia. We live two different lives in two different life stages. Yes, but we are passionate about our faith, our fitness, and our crazy loving family. We are siblings, and this is our story. Hey everybody, this is, dang it. (laughs) That's kind of funny. (laughs) You already know who this is because you listened to the intro. Gosh. Anyways. Oh man, (laughs) the struggle. So what's been going on in your world this week? Update the universe. Um, so... Well, this week and actually last week, um, the biggest thing uh, in my life right now is I'm fasting with my church. And um, you're not supposed to say when you're fasting. Uh, what? <laughs> Just kidding. Keep I mean, going. it does. Ta- it does technically talk about it like that in the Bible. But <laughs> whatever. Um, so, but it is, it's like, it's a big thing that's going on in my life right now. And I'm, I mean, I gave up social media, including YouTube. I don't feel like that's social media, but whatever. In my mind, it technically is because YouTube consumes way too much of my time. That's fair. So, and God was telling me that you need to if i'm trying to contemplate how i can get around not using youtube or that i can use youtube means that i need to get rid of it fair enough very true good call yeah um but yes so no social media um and i'm only drinking water how long is this for and 21 days cool 21 day fast um and it's really just to help me refocus um myself and my relationship with uh, God. Mm-hmm. So, and it's been a huge impact and I have some personal stuff that, you know, I'm my goals and things that I'm pursuing and, um, that I'm kind of leaning and trying to do better at giving it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so not really trying to talk to everyone about it. And so that's kind of a big goal of mine. So, but that's probably the biggest thing that's happening in our life group started up also so that's exciting and uh so we have a little group of girls and it's a lot of fun and we literally do life and talk about jesus so what's better than that yeah not not much that's awesome no yep so what about you so i mean my sister's over here like oh look at me doing life group and fasting blah 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 blah. um my big update (laughs) over here in the real world uh our house is getting renovated <laughs> and i mean that's uh, pretty epic yeah so so it's exciting i mean it's in progress and mm-hmm. i'm super cheap so i try not to even look out there at what's <laughs> happening because i just see like money flying out the door but um oh my goodness uh it's gonna be good it's gonna be awesome yes uh, i'm super excited and thankful that god has provided, provided. the ability mm-hmm. to do that um mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, because you love this. Y'all love this house so much. We do. We do. And in reality, I mean, just so you guys know, I mean, our our house is pretty small relative uh, to, I guess, I don't know. It's probably like 
1,600 square feet, 1,700 square feet, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, so depend. I mean, I guess everything's relative to mm-hmm. someone in a third world country. But um, I would I love to say. live in a tiny house. <laughs> I was like, oh, of well. like 500 square feet or 300 square feet. But you know, we have kids, and you know, the reality is this is probably as small as it's going to get, um, at least for now. Um, if my wife's listening to this, she's shaking her head as I speak. And you know, you just said kids with an S. Oh, yeah. I guess I should say something about that, too. <laughs> Other exciting news. Um, baby number two is on the way. <laughs> I don't think we've officially announced that, so no. today's the day. Uh, so that's kind of brought on, honestly, a, a lot of what we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. It started with me processing baby number two and freaking yeah. out, and I just I went into the state of, like, I'm not good enough, and I'm going to be a bad dad, and, like, I, when I say I freaked out, I, I mean I literally freaked out, like total panic um i think i called you at like one o'clock in the morning one night and mm-hmm. i was just like bawling crying and thinking like i just can't do this like i'm not mm-hmm. good enough for this like i know that god is huge and awesome and he yeah. is an incredible provider but in the midst of fear like i just totally crumbled um so i've kind of been going through uh, the process of rebuilding yeah uh and that's a lot of what brought on um, this podcast. We're talking about awakening and how Jesus really does change everything. Um, And before we go any further, uh, just a precursor, it's important to both of us to kind of say whether you, no matter where you're at on your spiritual journey, whether you feel like you're like on fire, totally awakened, Mm -hmm. uh, life is awesome thriving or yeah. you feel like you have questions spiritually uh, and you don't really know what's next. Mm hmm. Your eyes are shut or your eyes are opened, right? In either instance, like God is awesome. God is huge and he wants to meet you like right where you're at. So don't feel like uh, listening to this, um, you're doing anything wrong. You're not, no matter where you're at. Yeah, we want to encourage people. We want to just tell you our story and hopefully that we can encourage you in whatever phase or stage of life that you're in, that um, we can lift you up in that point in that stage because we both have gone through every single phase all kinds and of continue stuff. to do and it. mess yes. and yes you know i think as i kind of alluded to earlier um i'm kind of going into part of the reason we want to do this is the dichotomy of um i went through an awakening stage um uh, mm-hmm. in mid to late college years mm-hmm. uh, my sister watched me go through that phase yep. um and then just life happened. I got distracted. Uh, and then baby number two just kind of like rocked me. And I realized like, oh, wait a minute. I don't have enough. Like, I felt like I don't have enough time. Like, I'm not a good enough spiritual leader. Like, all of this I'm not good enough happened. It started weighing on you. Yeah. And I finally just like, I finally just broke, which honestly was probably the best thing that could have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that happened, I started seeing a counselor. Uh, I started really... Um, I don't want to say internalizing, but just not worrying so much about everything happening around me and trying to focus and live life more for an audience of one, meaning God, like, okay, I got to let go of trying to do everything and be everything for everyone and just focus on, okay, I really want to be a better father. I really Mm -hmm. want to be a better husband. I really want to be a better follower of Jesus Mm -hmm. and everything that's not in that category. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I just need to not focus on right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. So, and I mean, my sister's been super encouraging with that. So mm-hmm. uh, that's where this podcast is coming from. That's yeah. kind of the heart of and the background of me freaking out mm-hmm. and my sister kind of helping me through that freak out process <laughs> uh, along with, I mean, really my I mean, our whole family has been yeah. super encouraging, super mm-hmm. supportive, uh, helping yeah. me fight through my mental breakdown. Um, so lots of tears, lots of all those things. Um, real but, men cry. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. But it's good, though. He's rocking your world <laughs> yeah. to change you for the better. Yeah. And that's what you have to keep for sure. your sight on. So when we talk about awakening, there are some amazing parts, obviously. And then there's some difficult parts some challenges that come with that so starting out with the amazing parts what has awakening looked like for you specifically um i would say that it would it looks like i would say maybe i think he slowly started peeking in and really starting to awaken when i went through um a bad breakup and then i literally thought my whole world was coming to an end I literally didn't know what I was going to do with my life, where it was going to go. I mean, at the point where I was at, I was like, I'm going to be alone forever and nobody's going to love me and I'm going to have like seven cats, which <laughs> we're, we're almost there. We got two. But, anyways. <laughs> um, but I think that started it just a little bit. And then I think it really hit me when... Um, I, one of the girls that I follow on Instagram, Marissa Lace, um, she actually started a movement, um, called year view. And I noticed such a difference in her and like, you know how sometimes you see somebody and you can be like, wow, like, what are you doing? You just seem so happy. Mm -hmm. And I think I realized that I was holding in all of my feelings and like everything around me was completely fine, but inside wasn't Mm -hmm. and I wasn't sure what it was and so I wanted to pursue what she had and so I started doing research and she you know I mean all the things that she was doing was very much like focusing on herself and learning to love herself and learning to embrace her Um, and so I last year decided that I wanted to um focus on myself. So I literally felt like I turned into a hermit and I started focusing on myself, but I also wanted to make that connection with God Mm -hmm. and help so that he could help me learn, like teach me who I am. Um, And so I started, that's when I started meditating and I started reading the Bible consistently and instantly right when that started happening and I was showing up for him in our relationship Mm -hmm. every single day waking up early like he would even give me the energy like he would wake me up Mm -hmm. like i felt like i'd be like okay i'm ready to get up and the first thing i thought about is i gotta go in my room and pray Mm -hmm. and you know read the word and so that started it um and i started learning about myself um i started to understand things more i started to understand my feelings more but i also started to understand the things that i was trying to fill voids in my life Mm -hmm. and i was using materialistic things um, worldly things to fill the voids in my heart 
that I needed to fill with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that's just kind of how it started. And ever since then, now the things that I desired before, not saying I don't still desire materialistic things, because that would be dumb to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I think it's a lot less. My perspective, mm-hmm. my outlook on life is completely shifted Yeah, in that sense. So... Yeah, I mean, so that's how I would say. I think it's interesting, and honestly, I would say like you've you've kind of. Um, what's cool is to watch you, not only go through that process, but watch God help you to kind of sustain that momentum. Yeah. Because um, it is like we'll talk about a little bit later. It's super, it's easy to get distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking about my awakening story, the the differences. There are differences, but some of the commonality I would say is. Um, there's kind of that the Bible talks a lot about like pruning and the mm-hmm. concept of uh, like a flower. I'm just I'm just pouring on the man points. I'm talking about crying. I'm talking about babies. I'm talking about flowers now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but the Bible talks about the concept of pruning. And sometimes when like my mental breakdown that happened yeah. more recently and also my first stages of awakening um, mm-hmm. and really finding Jesus um, – on a super personal level it was in college and like Mm -hmm. all the things that i was doing on the outside looked like i was doing what made sense from a worldly perspective but inside i was like this like really is not fulfilling at all like this is just not good like i'm not satisfied Mm -hmm. and i feel this huge void Mm -hmm. and i kept trying to fill it with partying and drinking and again like Stuff's not necessarily, I'm not saying the problem is those things. I'm yeah. saying the problem is when you try to use those things, things to fill, to fill. Mm-hmm. nothing fills the Jesus mm-hmm. void. There just isn't mm-hmm. something that does that. Yeah, you're, find, you're trying to find love in those things. Right. And where you need to find love is from him because mm-hmm. with that love, then the other things don't matter. Right, exactly. It's crazy. And so there's that interesting, like I went through that phase and then, life radically changed and i started i came home and i started talking about like i don't even like i went from wanting to be like a lawyer and loaded and all and i was just like i don't even care i was like i don't i mm-hmm. at one point i was like you I wanted don't even, to be a, you wanted to be a pastor at one point too right yeah, yeah. and yeah. then i was like oh, i'm just gonna be a missionary and uh-huh. then through like some time and some prayer i realized like first of all ministry's super super difficult mm-hmm. uh i don't know um how many of you are involved in church or yeah know how difficult that is but um your pastor whoever they are they have probably i would say one of the most difficult jobs mm-hmm. in the world yeah uh, they probably don't refer to it as a job but still it is it's really mm-hmm. tough mm-hmm. um and i realized that i'm just i you're not built for that i'm not built for that <laughs> um <laughs> i'm just not so uh anyways so i think what's happened in my my story is interesting that, you know, you have the pruning process and then you have the hermit process, mm-hmm. right? I went into that hermit phase in college and I quit my job. I left my fraternity at the time. I mean, I just went off mm-hmm. the map. Yeah. Um, and that honestly was a good thing, yeah. right? And I spent time just soaking in who God is and how awesome he is. And it mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm kind of, doing that again so there's that commonality of okay i had a total mental breakdown um i felt the weight of the world and realized i can't hold this Mm -hmm. which is 
what is supposed to happen. Like you're yeah. supposed to realize, oh, wait a minute, I need help. Yeah. And that help is Jesus. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah. it's just baffling to me that I forget that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. So I went through that printing process and then now I'm kind of in that hermit crab phase, mm-hmm. which is honestly miserable for me because I get energy from being around lots of people. I get energy from, um, it, you know, I enjoy being in large groups of people. I mm-hmm. enjoy being in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this current stage of life, like it's so much healthier for me to yeah. be living for an audience of one and God's kind of revealing in my heart through this pruning process mm-hmm. where I'm prideful and where um, I'm getting praise from the wrong places in my life and where like without knowing it you know you get married and you get a house and like you just start Mm -hmm. doing life yeah and you take on responsibility you start Mm -hmm. doing all these things and you start realizing that you're you're trying to perform yeah and you unintentionally stop living for an audience of one you stop living just for jesus you start living for all of this stuff around you and it's exhausting and it's exhausting (laughs) yeah it is exhausting yeah um, so that's kind of cool that we were, there's so many differences in our story, but mm-hmm. then there's a commonality yeah. in it too. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's kind of cool. So what we're talking about now is kind of how do you, in a tangible way, right? We've got this story, but in a tangible way, how do you set yourself up for awakening and, um, something that I, that's helped me a lot recently. I started reading this book by Bob Sorhey. Uh, Bob, if you hear this, I apologize if I said your last name wrong. Um, <laughs> but he has this book called Dealing with the Rejection and Praise of Man. And what I literally love about it is it just talks about how you have this relationship with the world because you're in it and you have this relationship with God. And in order to really live just for him, let him be all the fulfillment you need, you kind of have to not reject the world's praise, but you can't absorb it. Because really, if you're doing something that someone is giving you praise for, that goodness really belongs to God. Like it should mm-hmm. be Him living in and through you, Him yeah. shining that light. Yeah, that's The good. light should be reflected back to Him, and yeah. you shouldn't really be absorbing it. And there's mm-hmm. danger that comes with absorbing that praise for yourself. Yes. Because now, one of the... Um, something I literally read this morning, it talks about how if you start absorbing that praise, mm-hmm. you're no longer a companion or a friend of God's glory. You're now in competition with God's glory because it, it's rightfully his glory. Like he is the amazingness that now lives within you as an awakened follower yeah. of him. Yeah. And you're now in competition with that because you're accepting the praise for yourself. Mm-hmm. So that hermit crab state that I hate right now <laughs> is actually really good for me. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. Yeah. So what do you think, uh, just for you, what do you think are, um, when you think about ways to set yourself up for success mm-hmm. and awakening, and what awakening. are some things that have really helped you to dig in? Yeah. Um, I would say the main thing would be having a daily practice it Mm -hmm. not saying i mean like yes it being spiritual um but even just even if you just started off with like just getting up early and Mm -hmm. giving yourself 30 extra minutes to 
find a place that you can call your own Mm -hmm. um, and that you feel that you can just let everything go and be vulnerable and be still, be quiet, like, and take that time to maybe just journal. Mm -hmm. Like, just start there. Start journaling how you're feeling that day and then start a gratitude list, like what you're thankful for. That in itself will completely shift Mm -hmm. your entire day. Um, But I think that's what's really important is even, um, I mean, I take the time to, I mean, I always start start off with gratitude, being thankful, Mm -hmm. praying, reading the word, um, a a devotional or something, um, and just starting my day uplifting and then meditating, just Mm -hmm. giving myself to be quiet because it's very easy for me to get in my thoughts Mm -hmm. and my mind start going with to-do list and what needs to get done and this, that, and the other. And if you start your day with him and you start your day being still, for just a moment. And then even if you, or if you wanna work out, starting your day working out, whatever yeah. makes you feel good, mm-hmm. that I think is you're taking care of yourself and your relationship with him first before mm-hmm. you go into the craziness of the world. The world, yeah. I think that's always the best best way to start that process is you need to kind of be selfish in a way and mm-hmm. be like, hey, I need this time for me. Yeah. And if that requires you getting up early or staying up a little bit later, then you need to, I think you need to make that time for yourself. You owe yourself that time. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, We, which we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Yeah. I think unintentionally sometimes the concept of going to church and mm-hmm. not to any fault of the church, right? It's just mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the goal is to get you in community more yeah. and... Have you volunteer? So again, you're in positive community, mm-hmm. which that again is is yeah. not bad. That's a yeah. good thing. Mm-hmm. The problem is, at least in my experience, you're not going to get deep relationship, heart level, one on one awakening from volunteering. Like, yeah, I mean, no amount of volunteering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just going to church on Sunday. Right. It's not a. It's not a matter of doing it's kind of, I think of it like falling in love you know you can you can go to a party to meet somebody mm-hmm. so yeah you're in a big group I mean yeah it's like going to church like you're yeah. in a, you're in a party you're mm-hmm. in a big group of people everybody's talking there's good you're things that come from yeah. that mm-hmm. you can go on a double date mm-hmm. right so you can get into a small group yeah and you're in a small group with Jesus right mm-hmm. so yeah you're a little bit more intimate yeah than the party mm-hmm but if you really want to fall in love with someone, mm. you spend one-on-one one on time. One time. Yep. And that one-on-one time, if if you're really, really going to fall in love with them, something bad's probably going to happen in mm-hmm. that, and you're going to cry, and it's not going to yep. be pretty, and you're mm-hmm. going to have to clean that up. That process leads to like this incredible, deep mm-hmm. love that I now ha- I get to share with my wife. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the idea that going to the party mm-hmm. is going to get you to the one-on-one, just it, it's Doesn't. not real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not. Man, that's good. Yeah, yeah. that's true, yeah. So I just want to encourage people, like, mm-hmm. just because, honestly, I got, in, I got stuck in a trap of focusing on, like, I mean, success and pride and performance. Like, mm-hmm. we think 
even as Christians, we tell ourselves that when we go to work or when we, you know, the idea of being worldly, yeah. we don't we don't really think about that mm-hmm. from a church perspective. Yeah, we don't think about like, oh well, I mean, you can go and do perform and mm-hmm. do a whole bunch of church stuff. Yeah, the same way that you can go to work and do and a do whole bunch of all kind yeah. of work stuff perform to perform there. for your boss. Yes, it's still not going to fulfill you and fulfill you fill mm-hmm. that void and bring like this bring your spirit and your light out yep mm-hmm. in your soul it's just mm-hmm. i don't even i don't know any other way to describe it other than yeah the most important relationship in your life kind of like you talked about starting it off first thing mm-hmm. like it's not being selfish it's mm-hmm. recognizing like hey this yeah. is the most important relationship yeah. that i have i yeah i can't like maybe i can't like physically give Jesus a hug, but that mm-hmm. time I spend in the morning mm-hmm. um, or whatever time of day works for you, yeah, yeah, it's just recognizing like, hey, this is the most important relationship in my life mm-hmm. and no other relationship is going to be able to deliver what this one does. Yeah. I know I have just a quick little story. Um, I remember no stories. when I, <laughs> <laughs> when I really started to realize that I was awakening to that side of me I noticed like I was literally sitting at lunch and I we were like all the girls were there too and we're sitting there and everybody's talking and this and the other and I think we were talking about like I think like they're talking about like the Kardashians or something like that and literally I almost felt like I was like in a dream in a sense because I was there, but I was literally listening in on their conversation and realizing how not important of what they were talking about <laughs> was. And that's when I think I realized mentally, like I was having my own conversation in my head that I was just like, oh my gosh, like this, I see it. Like mm-hmm. I see like you get consumed about gossip and talking about what everybody else is doing in their life. And mm-hmm. it's just like, but I just want to sit here and let's have a real conversation about us and about mm-hmm. our relationship and about our soul and our mind and our heart. That's what's important. Mm-hmm. And it literally hit me right there mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, so that's what this means. Mm-hmm. Like that's living in the flesh and I'm feeling like I'm just want to live in my spirit. Yep. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. I remember watching you go through that process and it was funny cause like you called me and you were like, so you remember when like you, became a Christian and you came yeah. home and you were like saying you didn't want all this stuff yeah. and I told you you were crazy. I'm, like, yeah. I'm kind of starting to feel that now. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost like being on like a freight train. Yeah. Everybody's on this train. Uh-huh. Yeah. Going a hundred miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And the concept of like the alone time with God, the concept of like being a hermit, it's like you gotta gotta you got to jump off the train, which hurts mm-hmm. a little bit, yeah. obviously, because the yeah. train's moving really fast. Mm-hmm. And that's the enemy's intent is like to convince you like this is going so fast. This is what everybody's doing. This mm-hmm. is what you should do, too. Mm-hmm. It's just a lie. Yeah. And the second you get off and you realize you stand there and you're like, wow, I've been on this train way too long. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man but it's 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 so believable so i don't i don't i don't 
I would hate for someone to hear this and feel like, well, I'm on the train. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Right? We get on and off the train. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I totally got back on the train <laughs> yeah. for like a solid year and a half. And I mean, just the scary part is like, yeah. I was not, I was on the train, but I was also doing all this stuff that uh-huh. maybe from the outside looking in, you're yeah. like, oh, he's off the train. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. yeah. I just was performing like someone mm-hmm. off the train. Yeah. But like mentally on like a heart level, like mm-hmm. I. I was living in the performance. Yes. I was living in like everything I did daily. Mm-hmm. And I got so caught up in the routine. And routine the, to do's. And, uh, well, yeah. I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. It looks the right way. Mm-hmm. But on a heart level, like I was, that's why I felt that weight, I think. Yeah. Is I was so caught up in the performance aspect, driving my, trying to fill that void. Mm-hmm. When I was thrown something else like, oh, you need to perform more because you're going to have a second kid. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I can't hold all this. Yeah. And <laughs> it's a whole other level. <laughs> yeah, the dam broke. It was just like, this yeah. isn't working. All flights. Time out. Yeah. Train crashed. <laughs> abort mission. Oh, abort my mission. Oh, um, Yeah. That's so funny. But yeah. It's, I mean, it's just so, it's so crazy to... Mm-hmm. Uh, to think about that. So let's talk about a little bit um, about the hard part. Uh, we'll touch on this pretty quick, but yeah, uh, I think the hard part, honestly, is when you jump off that train, <laughs> people look at you like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Depend- I mean, not everyone, but, yeah. you know, it's... Conversations that you mm-hmm. want to have or just everyday Friendships life. that you've had yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And fa- I mean, family members. You start, mm-hmm. You start to change and they're like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you? Yeah. And you start thinking, maybe there is something wrong with me. Yeah. And that's the enemy's intent. Is mm-hmm. like, that's how he gets you back on the train. Yeah. Is making you think like, well, you're supposed to be on the train. Yeah. You're supposed to be with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And no, you're not. So. Yeah. And, it's, and you almost feel like you don't know who you can go to or talk to or anything like that. So um, that's where I feel like it is important to be in community yes and it is important to be in the church um in that sense because Mm -hmm. you really need to you kind of have to figure out the people that you surround yourself with if you don't have anybody that you feel like you can talk to Mm -hmm. them about your experience or your life literally shifting and changing then maybe you need to find another group of friends Mm -hmm. maybe that's what god is telling you Mm -hmm. but it's it is hard and mm-hmm. it's very emotional and mm-hmm. it's very exhausting and it's very draining mm-hmm. but you get the light and the love and you get jesus at the end of the tunnel right it's just, you know that's just the pruning process like mm-hmm. i think about in, in order for things to grow in nature like yeah there's a little bit of destruction all, along the way mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing like, no that's a good thing god's not yeah. I, I love, uh, I think it's mere Christianity. C.S. Lewis says, uh, we think uh, that God's kind like the concept of him rebuilding new life in us. We mm-hmm. think it means like we have a house and he's going to add a few rooms. Like instead of a two bedroom house, now we're going to have this four bedroom house. He's going to yeah. clean up the house a little bit. Yeah. God's like, no, no, no. I'm leveling this sucker yeah. mm-hmm. and rebuilding something rock. awesome. Yeah. I'm going to rock the um, world real quick. Yep, and that's—I mean—that's what happens in the ideal place for the local church, which I 
firmly believe is like i mean the the bible tells us like the yeah. local church for for better or worse is mm-hmm. god's plan mm-hmm. for changing the world yes and that's where the really the local church shines is okay i've experienced this awakening like i'm falling in love with jesus mm-hmm. and i need community support to help me process and mature yeah and sustain mm-hmm this so that's when you're like oh wait a minute i'm i got off the train Mm -hmm. i'm in that hermit crab stage what i really you think that there's no other train yeah for a second yeah but there really is and you Mm -hmm. just find the other train and you're fine yeah you're fine yeah uh it's scary (laughs) yes yeah i think that's where we're fortunate because we have each other but yes big time um not just saying guys that if you don't have a family member or somebody close that a local church would be the best i mean place to start yeah i mean ask god to guide you yeah i mean yeah because he'll he will lead you right yeah. to the place that you need to be finding a home church is tough too yeah it is um, it's not easy that's probably something we'll yeah have a that's podcast another. about yeah we're but gonna, mm-hmm. you just have to i mean the heart that god gave you one of the things that uh, one of my notes uh it actually says a uh, big part of going through this stage, the hard mm-hmm. part, and people, you know, you have people asking, like, oh, what's wrong mm-hmm. with you? Are you crazy? Like, don't be afraid of sharing your heart. Yes. God gave you your heart for a reason. He wired it the way it is for a reason, and you believe in that, trust in mm-hmm. that. And that's what's going to lead you to finding your home church. Like, God's totally capable of literally guiding you where you are yeah. meant to be. Yeah. Guys, I've literally been called crazy quite a few times. <laughs> I've been called a hippie. I've boho. Been called, yes, boho. <laughs> or I hope you're not doing drugs. I might have to get you a drug test. Or just like, because like I'm getting up. I mean, I already have to get up early for work, but I'm getting up an hour before I even need to get up for work. And people think that's crazy. And I'm, you know, even down to like what I'm, I'm trying to eat better because, you know, obviously... God talks about, you know, taking care of your health and taking care of your body. Um, And just even, I mean, I feel like I'm even noticing little things like just trying to have more of a natural skincare routine because realizing all of these products out there that Mm -hmm. they have and they're making and things like that, which there's nothing bad about them, Mm -hmm. but it's just like you just realize all the just the cons just consuming and needing and wanting and it's mm-hmm. like never ending cycle of all this stuff that it's just like you so aren't good enough so you know like i need to get you this and I, now i need this need oh that. no mm-hmm. yeah like i need seven moisturizers <laughs> i need all of them I'm all of moisturizers. that's so exhausting but no like i'm even going holistic with just i don't know everyday items now Mm-hmm. my hair care routine now i'm doing like a whole new skincare routine using basic things that god provided for us oils and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that and literally shea butter but and that's beside the point but it's just people are going to think that the things that you're doing are crazy but they're not crazy because you're doing them for you and god in mm-hmm. your relationship and that's not crazy because at the end of the day that's the relationship that matters nobody else matters in that sense right yeah i mean so just keep on pushing on yeah i mean you you had to believe in the heart that god's given you i mean i i think about like you doing all the holistic stuff or whatever yeah from my perspective i'm like yeah some of that's crazy mm-hmm. but i love 
but when I get to hear like your heart behind it and Mm -hmm. you know how God's rewiring your soul, I mean, I get it. Yeah. The key is owning that and loving that the creator of the universe made you for a reason. Yeah. He gave you a heart that you have for a reason and Mm -hmm. he gave you the passions and the dreams that you have for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you just got to believe in that and tell people that. And it's okay if they think you're crazy. Like, well, yeah, that's fine. Because, I mean, <laughs> you can testify for sure that I have comp- I'm slowly shifting all my lifestyles and the way mm-hmm. I'm thinking. And it's, I'm a lot different, but I'm a better different. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, I remember, I mean, change. makeup was like the products were one of like your favorite things. Yeah. Literally your favorite Purses things. And, and all this stuff. That's not, again, Mm-mm. I hate I hate when people come out and say like, "Oh well, I hate this thing." Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's no thing that's really so that I can think of. Yeah, that's really so bad and so distracting that it's bigger than God's ability to redeem you. Yeah, nothing creates a big enough no thing creates a big enough barrier to make you unredeemable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really not so much about removing the product what's yeah. more important is following your heart where wherever yeah. god yeah. has wired it to lead you yeah so if it is for that product then hey go get that product because you chose that you wanted to get that product mm-hmm. not because somebody told you yeah to get that product yeah so yeah i mean it's just, you desired it right exactly not because you want to have it to fill, fill a void it's really more about so. circling back That's to just the what we're influence. To say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just where's your heart? Where's yeah. what? What What's audience are you, you living yeah. for? Are you yeah. living for an audience of the world? Are you living for an audience of what your mom told you to do? Are you mm-hmm. living for an audience of what your boss told you to do? Mm-hmm. Or are you living for an audience of hey, this is who God's made me to be, and I am thankful for that, and I believe in that, mm-hmm. and I'm living in that. So, knowing this. How in the world can you go from awakened and passionate to falling asleep <laughs> and yeah. just just back into the routine and yeah. back on the yeah. worldly train? How does that happen? I mean, I think it's normal for it to happen. Um, it's happened to me. Um, there was maybe a couple months where I wasn't reading i wasn't getting up early mm-hmm. i was sick mm-hmm. um i got really sick and then i mean it was like thanksgiving and just like the holidays were coming around the corner mm-hmm. and i just slowly stopped doing each each thing and i think that it's once you stop then it's like okay well then i'll pick it up the next mm-hmm. day or okay i'll do this or okay and then you start making ex- excuses and then mm-hmm. but also like there can be fears that overtake you and make you stop what Mm -hmm. you're doing um, and stop the awakening process because the enemy doesn't want you to wake up. He does not want you to have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. His goal, his number one goal is to keep you from that. Mm -hmm. And he is going to use every avenue, every scar, Mm -hmm. every just fear to keep you from fulfilling that 
part of you. Mm -hmm. And he did try to do that to me and Mm -hmm. still tries to do that to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that everyone, I mean, you guys are, you're going to go through a point. I think that you get really scared and you just stop Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, maybe this isn't for me, but remember that that's just the enemy talking. Mm -hmm. And if you press through that fear, fear is meaning that you're getting close to where you're supposed to be and where you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And that other side of that is you awakening to a bigger purpose in this life and following your path that God has laid out for you. Yep. I mean, fear That's to what me, I would think. when I think of fear, I just, I'm reminded like fear just means you don't know what the next step is. Yeah. Which means you have to rely on something besides yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's your faith, which <laughs> and it's is hard. a good direction. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's just good, hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's so hard. I kind of, but the way that you avoid falling mm-hmm. asleep is honestly just pursuing truth, mm-hmm. and in every aspect of your life, right? Like social media, getting rid of stuff mm-hmm. that is not good. That's mm-hmm. negative. Mm-hmm. That does not fulfill your heart, your mind, or your soul. Right. Like things your that everyday feed your things. heart, not feed yeah. your fear. Your mm-hmm. everyday relationships, mm-hmm. like that's important too. Mm-hmm. Like you have to realize that you are literally walking in God's footsteps, and mm-hmm. if that's doing things that distract you from Him, then they're not supposed to be in your path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you got to get rid of them. It. Nothing's no, worth it's that not worth it. Level of distraction, and I mean, a lot of it is just not settling for the junk like it's easy to be like oh well if i just buy this like i'm gonna feel better Mm -hmm. for today yeah which is true you probably will Mm -hmm. um but getting in the habit in that instant of saying you know what i really ultimately need jesus Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you can't buy the thing it's just stop before you take the out before you do whatever that vice is just stop and say think about your feelings really, and what you're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like where's my heart at right now yeah what am i afraid of uh-huh. what am i avoiding uh-huh. and just learn to push through okay i need jesus there's something mm-hmm. i'm afraid of there's something i'm avoiding mm-hmm. and then the awesome part of church and life groups and co- positive community mm-hmm. wherever you get that from is it should be encouraging you to make that push consistently yeah it shouldn't be distracting you. It shouldn't be overwhelming you. It shouldn't be adding burden to your life. It should be helping you pursue your heart's desires. Yeah, because peace, joy, mm-hmm. all that. Like it shouldn't feel hard. Mm-hmm. Like it should just be, you know. I think sometimes, I think sometimes it can feel hard in that there's the spiritual war, right? In that mm-hmm. resistance of fear. Yeah, but in every step like you should feel connected yes and depending on where you're at in the awakening process right um you're gonna have different levels of discernment and i would say if you're feeling confused if you're feeling like oh i don't really know what's what Mm -hmm. seek wise counsel i mean the bible tells you to seek wise counsel that's where Mm-hmm. Like having solid church community around you yeah. to help you process, to help. I mean, yeah. I can't think of, I can't tell you the number of times where I've talked to like you or yeah. buddies from church. And yeah. I remember like when I was literally freaking out about mm-hmm. baby number two. Yeah. 
one of my buddies, literally we went hiking and he, I spilled my guts. I talked about everything I'm afraid of. Yeah. And at the end he was like, listen, man, I've been there before. Yeah. What I can tell you as simple as it sounds is just keep trying. And that's it. Like as simple as that sounds, Mm -hmm. don't let the fear overwhelm you. Yeah. Just keep trying. Take, just take that one more step Yeah. and trust that God's huge. He's mm-hmm. huge for a reason, and you're small mm-hmm. for a reason. And if you just keep trying, yeah. he will keep guiding you. Yeah. And that's how you stay awake. I feel like I'm not the right person to be saying that because you've been awake longer than me. <laughs> no. <laughs> More recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's good. I, I stopped, if I'm being honest with myself, like I stopped sharing my heart with... Yeah everyone with mm-hmm. you with mm-hmm. my wife with mm-hmm. my daughter who probably can't even necessarily understand it but when you share your heart when you share what you're afraid of like, yeah there's just something so powerful in that and i think it's because like that god has hardwired your heart for a reason and if you share what he has hardwired in you yeah i mean good stuff just well not necessarily good stuff yeah, yeah. The right stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might be hard stuff, actually. Yeah. Um, no, it, it will definitely be hard, but there's a purpose and a reason behind it. Every hard rock or every hard place in your life. Yeah. So um, we hope that this was encouraging for you guys. I think the last thing we would hopefully... Right? What? That's freaky. Man. <laughs> Guys, I'm seeing angel numbers all the time, everywhere, and I saw 111 before we started this literally podcast. Literally before we started recording. And I literally just looked at, down at my phone and it says 222. Booyah. That's not an angel saying he is right here with us in this room? Just saying. Just saying. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> but seriously, we hope that this was encouraging and life-giving. We hope that when you listen to this, uh, you feel a little bit, a little bit more light. Yes. in your life um, yeah. and we just want to close out by uh, encouraging you mm-hmm. um, to continue your pursuit and live your life for an audience of one uh, what's ultimately going to matter when it's all said and done your time yes. on earth is done mm-hmm. that's the audience that's really gonna matter uh, yeah. so pursue that today mm-hmm. and tomorrow this week mm-hmm. and this year as you move forward in 2019 uh, yeah. and Have a great week. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. If you liked this episode, I'm going to need you to do all the stuff that my sister is about to talk about. If you guys would love to spend more time with us, go ahead and please subscribe and rate our podcast. And if you want to connect with us and do this thing called Life Together, follow us on Instagram at connect.patrick.patricia and we can't wait to hear from you soon men remember meek is strong and ladies be your true self have a great week